There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Why not give other people who are waiting for hours in line a bottle of water? This is a false narrative that you can't give food or drink. You can have a water station, you can have a comfort station, you can have an umbrella station, you can have a food station. Thank you very much for coming on to explain your perspective. Actually, I'm trying to explain the law, not my perspective. Thank you. They want to say, what about the surge? Just gut check, stop. Anyone who's using the term surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame, which by the way, is a white supremacist idea, philosophy. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You were accused of something that you did not do, and so you know what this feels like. You just referred to a a mentally ill viewer who accused me of a sex crime 20 years ago. and it, of course, it was, it was not true. I never met the person. If you just saw our Matt Gates interview, that was one of the weirdest interviews I've ever conducted. I second that, Tucker Carlson. Holy hell, what the hell was that? I don't think... I don't think I remember political TV talk show that was so bizarre as that. A lot was happening at one time. I don't... Did you watch it? You were, were you... Where were you? I mean, you? I've seen it since. Um, I was... Probably putting kids to bed and stuff. <coughs> I Actually, I was with you too. I, 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 I may. Have, uh, anyway, just bizarre. <laughs> so, Alice and I talked about this last night when it, the word came that Matt Gates was being investigated for something. It's very vague. But so then, I don't even know where to begin here. This is crazy. This is this year is not starting out less crazy than last year. <laughs> That's true. But. So let me step aside here for a second. So, right. The allegation was that Matt Gates um, 
was being investigated by the Justice Department, that there was an investigation that started under Bill Barr, under Trump, um, that Matt Gates had been bringing a 17-year-old over state lines and paying her um, for uh, services. Services rendered, I guess. Um, so, uh, now he, then he like tweeted this long thread saying that, um, he, that's absolutely false and that it's actually an extortion scheme by a former DOJ employee, um, who's trying to extort his family for $25 million and they've reported that to the FBI and they're investigating the people who are making these accusations actually. And his dad's been wearing a wire talking to the guy. That was like the gist of the tweet storm. Then right. he went on Tucker. <laughs> right. So once again, you have the DOJ investigating Gates, who's allegedly been dating a 17-year-old. Well, the DOJ hasn't said this, though. Only uh, yes, I understand. Right. Anonymous so, sources oh, have. Yes, I understand. So then you've got a former D DOJ employee who was there about eight years ago named McGee, mm -hmm. who is from Florida, who is familiar with the Gates family and their father is a is was the richest guy in the Florida Senate or Congress, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he somehow knows about this investigation and says, Hey, give me some hush money or I'm gonna blow this whole thing up. And just so you know, I got it in with Biden so we could get a we can get the thing thrown out anyway and give pardon Gates and so so then Gates's dad is working with the feds now and they're recording these, uh, this the guy McGee and old man Gates, their conversations, mm -hmm. and then somehow the New York Times is involved. Or whatever, this guy McGee, who's supposed to do the payoff today, supposed to get four million dollars today from the Gates family, mm -hmm. somehow he catches wind that he's being screwed here. That's the assumption. Mm -hmm. So he goes to the New York Times, tells them they blow up the story, which of course then blows up. The case, the wiretapping case for Gates, so they can mm -hmm. expose the blackmailer, extortionist, whatever, and that's where we are now. So those are all the moving pieces, I think, right? Yes, and that's I essentially what you said, everything. but I'm just trying right. to say it yes. my own way, so I can say it and know it. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's a very confusing set of events. Yes, yes. <laughs> Matt Gates is with a girl. The feds are investigating him. Somebody who used to be with the feds knows about it. Goes to Gates' dad and says, "Hey, I'm gonna." Uh, tell the world about this unless you give me four million the dad makes calls the cops is about to do the transaction today so they could bust him taking the money but somehow the this guy knew that the his the he i mean it's just, it's a pretty if it's all true it's a huge scandal some guy somehow this guy knows that the gates old man gates wasn't being square with him times finds out he blows up the deal and who knows but anyway that's who and also there's a whole Question of Matt Gates and a 17-year-old, and then the unspeakable things that he said on Tucker Carlson, <laughs> which is another part of this, which is crazy. So, okay, we'll start right here. The story comes out that Gates, that Matt Gates is being uh, investigated, mm -hmm. uh, and so he jumps on with Tucker Carlson last night. Just a couple of hours ago, late this afternoon, the New York Times ran a story saying that Florida Congressman Matt Gates is under federal investigation for playing some role in sex trafficking and potentially having a relationship with a 17-year-old girl. There are very few details 
in major news outlets tonight about this story. We have no background on it all and not even any very informed questions. Instead, we've invited Congressman Gates on the show to respond to these stories and give us his view of them. Congressman, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, so this is obviously a serious allegation. Tell us what the truth is from your perspective. It is a horrible allegation and it is a lie. The New York Times is running a story that I have traveled with a 17-year-old woman, and that is verifiably false. People can look at my travel records and see that that is not the case. What is happening is an extortion of me and my family involving a former Department of Justice official. Okay, so verifiably false. One assumes that he's not putting, you know, little Cindy Smith, the 17-year-old, on his travel records. Uh, it, so I, I don't know if he did it, if he didn't do it, whatever. On March 16th, my father got a text message demanding a meeting wherein a person demanded $25 million in exchange for making horrible sex trafficking allegations against me go away. Our family was so troubled by that, we went to the local FBI. And the FBI and the Department of Justice were so concerned about this attempted extortion of a member of Congress that they asked my dad to wear a wire, which he did with the former department. So that was or was not what they were so concerned about. Either they were with old man Gates facing out at the extortionist, or they were facing in, really, at mm -hmm. the Gates's. Department of Justice official. Tonight, I am demanding that the Department of Justice and the FBI release the audio recordings that were made under their supervision and at their direction, which will prove my innocence and that will show that these allegations aren't true. They're merely intended to try to bleed my family out of money. And this former Department of Justice official tomorrow was supposed to be contacted by my father so that specific instructions could be given regarding the wiring of $4.5 million as a down payment on this bribe. I don't think it's a coincidence that tonight, somehow, the New York Times is leaking this information, smearing me, and ruining the investigation that would likely result in uh, one of the former colleagues of the current DOJ being brought to justice uh, for trying to extort me and my family. Okay, so we're all caught up now. Right. I mean, so my problem with this is I don't think people usually try and extort people to blow up a story that didn't happen. Right? So he must, I mean, like, at least there must have been an... There seems to be an investigation. From, from the political, from ar some... political article I'm seeing, mm -hmm. there was an investigation and William Barr was afraid to be photographed with Gates. He was right. so concerned about it. Right. And I mean, and so there's other people involved, too. Some people that Gates had apparently been hanging around with. Maybe there's pictures of him with them. I don't know that are accused of more things. So he seems to be kind of a, per a, a peripheral part of this whole right. thing. But it, it, there must be some basis basis for the there it must be an investigation at the very least into whether or not gates is involved in something like this otherwise there's no extortion because otherwise the person says i'm going to tell everyone there's an fbi investigation of you sex trafficking a 17 year old and you go okay good luck with that because if there isn't one then then how well is that i mean there could thing? have been one that he was on the periphery of so a, right. a friend of gates got busted for mm -hmm. Bigger things. Yes, but I think there were some women involved in that. Too, right, yes. Maybe underage. Mm -hmm. um, so, 
I mean, you can still, you don't have to have the goods on somebody to blackmail them. Mm-hmm. You can, the person might just, doesn't want the hassle. And Gates certainly is looking for a higher office. I mean, uh-huh. he might as well run right now. But I do think there must be some kernel to the to the fact that there is an underlying investigation. Yes, I I think so, and there is reporting on that. Mm-hmm. So, and you would think that Gates would build on that, but he makes a tactic tactical decision here. I don't know what he was thinking, but this is when it got bizarre. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You were accused of something that you did not do, and so you know what this feels like. You know the pain it can bring to your family, and you know how it it just puts people on defense when you're accused of something so salacious and awful, but it did not happen. So that has got, I mean, that is a full frontal stab. Yeah. At Tucker. To the person oh. who brought you on and gave you a chance to so say what I'm what I'm assuming is this. Because Gates knows that you would never do that to somebody who you would respect. You would never you know, it probably took Tucker a lot of money and a lot of pain and suffering to get that stuff buried, and Gates has now unburied it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Gates is a, a, a total idiot. I think that what he did right now was try to get Tucker to join his defense mm-hmm. and be pissed off on his behalf using his personal experience. So Tucker would say, damn right I know what that is. That is a terrible thing and to shame on anybody. I, maybe he was doing that because maybe Gates now is out of ammo. Maybe right. he's out of bullets and he's hoping Tucker has some bullets. Maybe. That's all I can think. Other, If not, then it's some kind of odd, almost implied threat. I mean, you know, I if do, I'm going down, you're going down, the kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I do think he thought Tucker was going to leap to his defense if he dragged him into it. But uh, th- there's another way that that can go because Tucker's also not an idiot, and Tucker doesn't know whether the things about Gates are true or false. Right, and so, Tucker's natural reaction is, "Get your freaking problems away from me, dude! <laughs> I am out of this." It is not true, and the fact that it is the basis of this attempt to extort my family tells a lot. And if the FBI and Department of Justice will release the tapes that they are in possession of, the American people will see what is really going on. You just referred to a mentally ill viewer who accused me of a sex crime 20 years ago. Um, and it, of course it was, it was not true, I'd never met the person. Um, but but I, I do agree with you that being accused falsely is one of the worst things that can happen. And you do see it a lot. Okay, so now... That's as much sympathy as we get there right. on well, that but, front. But Gates wasn't done trying to lash himself to Tucker. <laughs> For some reason, he is suggesting, to me, he's suggesting that Tucker might have a passing familiarity with the a young woman or the young woman involved at the center of this. What is the basis of that investigation? What is the allegation? Is that really not very clear from these news stories? Yeah, again, I only know what I've read in the New York Times. Uh, I can say that actually you and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there and I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. And she- also something Tucker does not need. To, mm-hmm. to know, because so you remember her, Tucker. She didn't seem seventeen, right? He's he's now implicating Tucker as having been in the crime zone with him. <laughs> it's crazy, and and also the I've only I only know what I've read in the New York Times doesn't wash if you know what specific girl they're talking about. 
like what I mean, mean I mean because we don't know anything about the supposed girl from the New York Times article or like when right. this happened or anything but the it seems to me that if he's talking about a specific girl that he went out with with Tucker that he knows exactly who they're talking about and that it isn't true that he has no idea what it refers to I only know what I've read in the New York Times like it sounds to me like then you know what it's referring to so, I mean, this is the kind of thing. See, if it, you could see that as him saying, once again, Tucker, vouch for me. You're in this too. Do whatever mm-hmm. you need to do to clean up my name to Tucker Carlson fans. You need to do that. You were there just like I was. But if you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. You would do that by text or in a private phone call during a commercial. You wouldn't spring it on him. Right. On air. Right. Without telling him. And the rumor is that Tucker is pissed about this. That he tried to drag him into his sex crimes investigation. As most people would be, I think. <clears throat> I mean, is Tucker going to be interviewed now by the FBI as a witness? She was actually threatened by the FBI, told that if she wouldn't cop to the fact that somehow I was involved in some pay-for-play scheme, uh, that she could face trouble. And so uh, I do believe that there are people at the Department of Justice who are trying to smear me, uh, you know, providing for flights uh, and hotel rooms for people that you're dating who are of legal age is not a crime. Uh, and I'm... That tells you they got something. Yeah. That they've got their paws on something. And that- he knows what it is. Right. And maybe that's what he's trying to do is jog Tucker's memory to say, remember the young lady I was with? She was obviously older than 17, remember? And he's Mm -hmm. trying to conflate that with these other flights. Oh, that was the same person, same thing. You remember a girl who looked overage, Tucker, right? And maybe that woman was over 21, whatever it was. But he's trying to uh, overlay that girl, but with his eyewitness, Tucker, Onto the girl who've, who's been documented in travel records and who Gates flew around. Just troubled that the lack of any sort of legitimate investigation into me would then permute, would then convert into this extortion attempt. I, I, I don't remember the, the woman you're speaking of or the context at all, honestly. And if he did before the show, he doesn't now, MF, <laughs> is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, we're not, uh, don't look for a life vest for me if you pull this crap. We move on. So they're saying there is a 17-year-old girl who uh, you had a relationship with. Is that true? And who are they, who is this girl? What are they talking about uh, at the New York Times? The person doesn't exist. I have not had a relationship with a 17-year-old. That is totally false. The allegation as I read it in the New York Times is... I don't know if Gates is a lawyer, I assume he is. Um, probably, yeah. To me, that's lawyer speak. Mm-hmm. Tucker says, there's a 17-year-old girl. Who is this girl? Gates says, the person doesn't exist. I haven't had a relationship with a 17-year-old. Well, what about a 16-year-old? Even what about an 18-year-old? Mm-hmm. That I've traveled with some 17-year-old in some relationship that is false, and records will bear that out to be false. Uh, you know, again, I, I, I really... I, you know, to me, you don't remember Gary Hart, but this is Doth protesting a little too much in some of this mm-hmm. traveling around. He is a lawyer, William and Mary Law School. 
saw this as a deeply troubling challenge for my family on March 16th when people were, you know, talking about a, a minor and that there were pictures of me with child prostitutes. Uh, that's obviously false. There will be no such pictures because no such thing happened. Um, but really on March 16th was when this got going uh, from the extortion standpoint. <coughs> now, I am not, once again, I'm sensing lawyer there. You know, suggesting that there will be pictures with me with child prostitutes. That's obviously fake. The cynic in me would say that he's setting up a canard there for us to, you know, it's one that he could mm -hmm. easily shoot down. I mean, it's obviously, and there probably won't be any pictures of child prostitutes, whatever. So Tucker's still back in his heels wants to know uh, what to expect. So what what happens next? I mean, you, you can see there is this investigation, I guess a criminal investigation. I'm not quite sure where the sex trafficking part comes in. I don't, again, for the fifth time, I don't really understand this story very well. But wh where does it go from here? I mean, you're, you've made an allegation against someone by name on the air and accused him of trying to extort millions of dollars from your family. What, what happens tomorrow? Well, what was supposed to happen uh, was the transfer of this money that would have implicated the former colleague of these current DOJ officials. But that's obviously not going to happen tomorrow because the New York Times story was leaked in order to quell that investigative effort. So here's what needs to happen next. The FBI and the Department of Justice must release the tapes that are in their possession that were done at their direction. Those tapes will show that I am innocent and that the whole concept of sex charges against me was really just a way to try to bleed my family out of money and probably smear my name because I am a well-known, outspoken conservative, and I guess that's out of style in a lot of parts of the country right now. Okay. So uh, they go to commercial, they come back. Which and is this... why Bill Barr started right. the investigation. They go to commercial, they come back, and this is Tucker's reaction. If you just saw our Matt Gates interview, that was one of the weirdest interviews I've ever conducted. That story just appeared in the news a couple of hours ago. And on the certainty that there's always more than you read in the newspaper, we immediately called Matt Gates and asked him to come on and tell us more, which as you saw, he did. I don't think that clarified much, uh, but it certainly showed this is a deeply interesting story and we'll be, we'll be following it. Don't quite understand it, but we'll bring you more when we find out. <laughs> I mean, I'm with Tucker on this one, honestly. like. I don't know what to think uh, because obviously nothing's been really made public officially about what charges we're talking about here, what is going on, like what exactly he supposedly did. And, you know, he didn't clarify much except that I think obviously he's uh, – I don't think he's being like entirely forthcoming. I mean, I've always had a little bit of a weasel vibe from him anyway. But, Gates? Yeah. Yeah, Matt, I hope I wasn't calling him Bill, was I? No, you're calling him Matt Gates. Um, but so um, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> Red Matt Gates' father, Don, a former Florida State President, said he's working with the FBI, including wearing a wire on more than one occasion as part of an investigation into an alleged extortion plot that the pair said was organized by former federal prosecutor David McGee. FBI asked me to try and get that information for Matt and an indication we would transfer money to. Mr. McGee, Don Gates, said in an interview late Tuesday without specifying what information he was referring to. Uh, yeah, yeah, not too much more. Uh, I mean, both things can be true. The investigation part can be true and the extortion part can be true at the same time. Right. 
Actually, I don't know Matt Gates. I know that he's obviously, I mean, I don't know. He's certainly got an ego. Mm-hmm. He's a young, arguably good-looking guy. Sometimes he's... Kind of odd-looking. Yeah. A tiny bit odd. But, I mean, young women, young Republicans would certainly be interested in him. Mm-hmm. If he walked through CPAP... CPAP. <laughs> if he walks through CPAP... Freudian slip. Yeah. Girls uh, love a CPAP, too, honey. Alice. Um, he, um, you know, there's no, I, I don't know, but but this is very interesting. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, all right, Alice, back to some um, politics. Speaking of canards, uh, what's her name? Alison Camerata had on uh, State Senator Butch Miller from Florida, from Georgia, to put to him these uh, election, the Georgia election legislation, uh, the which is essentially Jim Crow legislation that we're told that... Uh, that um, that by mm-hmm. CNN that the Republicans yeah. in Georgia are putting forward. You know how in Jim Crow they wanted to expand voting rights for Black Americans. It's, you're right, but no, it's just bad, bad Jim Crow. <laughs> so, so they so they think that part of it is just Jim Crow, so that they can continue stealing uh, elections like they did with uh, what's her name, Georgia Stacey Abrams. Yes, or in the other part, there's a sliver that the people with antlers believe this election was stolen and that they've got mm-hmm. some sway in Georgia. So, Alison Camerata talks to this guy, Butch Miller, who I'm very impressed with. Uh, and um, I think she thought this was going to be a layup, but it really wasn't. Help those of us outside of Georgia understand um, why this law, this voting law in Georgia was necessary, and particularly some of the elements. Let me just dive into some of the ones that have been questioned the most. So, um, this sure. law changes, it moves the ballot drop boxes, which were so convenient in 2020. I used a ballot drop box myself. Inside. Why? Why not keep them the most accessible um, position outside? If you're familiar with the ballot drop boxes, you'll know that they were not permitted or codified in Georgia law. The drop boxes were only a function of the pandemic. So drop boxes are popular. We kept drop boxes. We did not outlaw drop boxes. Drop boxes are uh, one per 100,000 registered voters and they are assigned to precincts based on the population density. Yeah. So I think that we, what we tried to have was a was a even, calm, uh, measured approach apro- across all uh, measures regarding the drop boxes. So there you go. So the drop boxes have gone back to the pre-COVID rules of drop boxes. No, the drop boxes are more expansive than the pre-COVID rules of drop boxes. The drop boxes didn't exist before COVID, and this makes there be drop boxes. Oh, okay. There were no drop boxes at all. All right. And now there are drop boxes. So that that's an expansion. The drop boxes were a special thing that was supposed to be just for COVID and then go away. So this adds drop boxes where there would have been none going forward in future elections. It goes all from right. zero drop boxes to more drop boxes. Exactly as I was going to say it, Alice, before you cut me off. <laughs> Alison Camerata and Butch Miller continue. Now they're talking about the availability of time to vote. Hold on, hold on Senator, for a second. With the outside drop boxes, how was that broken? I mean, aren't those more convenient for people to vote? I said the process was broken. The, the, we still have the drop boxes. We have them monitored. They should have been monitored all along. Um, so now we have them inside. They're open the many, many hours. In fact, we expanded the hours 
of yeah. voting in Georgia. So there are many uh, good measures to this okay. piece uh, let, of legislation. Let me move on to the next one. Uh, you restrict early voting hours from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Isn't that when most people are at work? Well, actually, we increased early voting hours uh, by 33 hours over the over the entire period that early voting is available in Georgia. Right, but those so particular bill, hours. If you but, read the bill, you well, will find have, that there are 33 more hours. Okay, but I have the law specifies that early voting hours must run from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's the language in the bill. Or, but isn't that... Uh, shall, but I beg your pardon, shall run from 9 to 5, but may run from 7 to 7. Okay. So there are well, a lot of details here that apparently maybe we need to review to make sure that you're clear on. Well, look Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, he says, after <laughs> twisting the knife. All right, and the big question. So there, you know, she, I, how was she not more prepared for this? Come on. Because they literally haven't talked, and I've had these same conversations with people on Twitter. I've muted some of them because they just can't, um, they can't handle the uh, cognitive dissonance of the fact that they believe that this law restricts a bunch of voting hours and takes away drop boxes from people and doesn't let you give water to people who are dying of thirst in the hot Georgia sun as they wait for hours and hours in the long, long, long lines that Republicans have Not made just them any wait people. In, uh, people of color. Correct. And, um, and so when you tell them what the law actually does, they can't compute it because they... <laughs> because they've never had to think beyond... White supremacy. Right. That's it. The all-encompassing end of argument, end of debate debate term, white supremacy. That's it. <sighs> so, you know, when you actually read, like you're saying, the small print, then they have nothing else to say. Well, white supremacy. Systems. Yeah, and actually the Washington Post gave Joe Biden four Pinocchios because he said that the law cut back on early voting. And even they had to admit that it actually increases early voting. All right, Alice. The one that we are most concerned with is um, Republicans are forbidding any water for any human being <laughs> within 300 miles of any polling place. Very quickly, because this is one that's gotten a lot a lot of attention. The food and drink. Sure. Um, oh, yes. That's a great people point. Let's go over that. Let, let's go over that. Quick. The fact that he's so eager tells me she should go to commercial. <laughs> They tell us why, why, why not give elderly people who are waiting for hours in line a bottle of water? I love how she just takes the liberty of saying elderly people who are waiting. And nothing says anything about elderly people. Anyway, <laughs> but that's the uh, the vision in her head. Elderly people just they just want a sip of water. Tiny old lady you with won't... the walker. Please, sir, I'm dying of thirst. Like my just my Grammy vote. gets thirsty too. Why won't you let my Grammy have one glass of water? Here again, as reported by uh, the political science department at Massachusetts at MIT, uh, this is a false narrative that you can't give food or drink. You can have a water station, you have a comfort station, you have an umbrella station, you can have a food station, you can have all these this stuff that's accessible for those that are waiting in line. But what you can't do is go from person to person, electioneering and intimidating and persuading voters right. in the voting line. But yes. the water stations are available, food stations are available, umbrella stations yep. are available, blankets, chairs, whatever you like, yep. but you can't you know person-to-person yep. person electioneering. Sure, and I know you already had laws on the book about electioneering, so this feels a little bit different, but um, Senator, I'm sorry, we have to let you go. We've had a really busy show. Uh, Butch Miller, thank you very much for coming on to explain your perspective on the new law. We appreciate it.
Actually, I'm trying to explain the law, not my perspective. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> How good is that? How good is that? Uh, I uh, mean, it, it's just one of these things that it's going to be like Trump saying white supremacists are fine people, where it's just going to become a narrative fact on the left that because Trump lost Georgia, um, the white Georgia Republicans cracked down and in the biggest um, elimination of voting rights for black Americans since Jim Crow. And that this is just going to be the reality. And every election that they lose in Georgia now is going to be because of the crackdown on voting rights. Uh, okay. I think we're going to call this episode one part bizarre, two parts stupid. Okay. Okay. Or is it one parts bizarre, two parts stupid? What would the rest One part. One part, two parts. With a letter O for one or the number one and letter two, uh, number two? Um, I would spell them. Generally, like numbers Hold under on, 20, you probably spell out. Can't do commas, right? <sighs> two parts stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. We're going to dive right in. Get ready, everybody. Now is the time to drink. If you are, um, if you are doing that, okay. All right, Alice, here we go. <laughs> um, okay, since we're on the subject of, well, actually, I was going to say since we're on the subject of race, every cut I have left is race because everything's race now. Mm-hmm. So, do you want uh, AOC or an idiot in Loudoun County, Virginia? Um, we'll start with AOC. Okay. AOC took to Instagram. As she does. Yep. And uh, she uh, has discovered a red flag in the phrasing of some of the Republicans about what's happening at the border. Mm-hmm. And she wants to make you aware and help us, everybody, put the Republicans on notice. They want to say, what about the surge? Well, first of all, just gut check, stop. Anyone who's using the term surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. Can you imagine that is your daughter? She's come home from Thanksgiving after two semesters at BU. It's only you're only in for $58,000 so far. And this is what she's telling you instead of eating, looking at you intently, making sure that you're totally engaged. Stop. Gut check. Militaristic frame. After, of course, like taking a knee during the during uh, grace. <laughs> and that's a problem because these this is not a surge. These are children and they are not insurgents. <laughs> Can you imagine looking at the the withdrawal from your bank account? If you're her parent or her dad right now looking at the withdrawal from your bank account, mm-hmm. watching her, the little sparks go and watching her. Reason through this, feeling very proud of herself the whole time. Surge, insurgents. Now are you understanding? And we are not being invaded, which, by the way, is a white supremacist idea, philosophy. The idea that if an other is coming in the population, that this is like an invasion of who we are. This is when I, as her dad, on Thanksgiving, <laughs> get up from the table, walk to the other room. She says, Daddy, are you coming back? I said, <laughs> And mercifully, my life is over. 
Can you imagine? Can you imagine the the stupidity that she fit in in 38 seconds? <laughs> I know. It's pretty it's impressive. Re- it's remarkable. I mean, she is a genius <laughs> at being clueless. It's remarkable how she came up with so many air balls <laughs> in that little amount of time. That is a person who, and I like her for various reasons, but that is a person who is empty mm-hmm. uh, intellectually, but absolutely full of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the confidence with which she says that people are invoking a militaristic frame when they say surge <laughs> because they're trying to say that the people are insurgents is such a... Yes, <laughs> and someday they could be in surgery, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Hopefully they don't uh, travel during a storm surge. Yep. Well, all those things are white supremacist and militaristic. Mm. Remarkable. Incredible. How, if she is the ringleader of her like friends in the Brooklyn like bar scene, mm-hmm. how dumb are the friends? If they look to her and say, well, you know what? That was really bright. Yeah, is... actually, uh, one of our buddies in the squad today also managed to somehow get himself in trouble because um, he tweeted this cartoon. I don't know there were dudes in the squad. Yeah, the new one is is a dude in the squad, Jamal Bowman. He oh, was okay. newly elected this last time. And, um, and he tweeted, what is this, Monday, I guess? He tweeted a cartoon that has a bunch of animals in class and the teacher is saying there's like a monkey, an elephant, and a fish and whatever. For a fair selection, everybody has to take the same exam. Please climb that tree. And he says, our education system and the problem with standardized testing. So I don't know what he's trying to say about the kids that can't uh, take the standardized test to see whether they can read or not. Exactly. If it's like asking a fish to climb a tree I, I th- to ask certain kids to uh, learn to read and do math. But I mean, I don't I don't want to guess what he's trying to say because I don't want to get in trouble. But it seems like it could go in a problematic direction. And I would not have tweeted that cartoon. Let me just put that right. out there. Because well, let me tell you something. If we had tweeted that cartoon, then... People would know what we were trying to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they would know what that is. Absolutely. Two of the three animals would be uh, removed <laughs> from the scenario. But um, why is it that wokeness always seems to end up in the same place with the actual white supremacists? Like the actual Nazis, of which there are like 43 in all of America. Uh, Why do the woke people always seem to like end up well, in both, the same place? They're generally they they both absolutely correlate worth on race. Mm-hmm. So they are starting. They're they're both race race maticians. <laughs> so they're starting in the same place. This is the currency is race, says the skinhead. This mm-hmm. is the currency is race, says AOC. <laughs> Yeah. So they're right there. You know, the way they deliver it, et cetera, is very different. In, but the, no, it's it's crazy. Okay. <sighs> so now, to get away from race, we'll go directly back into race. <laughs> Loudoun County, Virginia, a student recorded a Zoom class where uh, the teacher, I think the student is a black guy. I think. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but I think so. That's what I glean from the, the replies, et cetera, and, they, mm-hmm. and somebody doxed him, so... Um, so, um, 
so Loudoun County, you've got this kid um, engaging with his teacher. His teacher's demanding from from him for him to uh, identify what he sees on his screen. The teacher's sharing his screen. Mm-hmm. On the screen, you see two young women. One is a fair-haired blonde woman. The other is a darker complexion black woman, or at least and a woman of color. Actually, these two women, are you familiar with who they are? No. The women in the picture are actually a set of fraternal twins <clears throat> who were ah. born to the same parents, and um, one of their parents is black and one is white, and they just happened with the distribution of genes that one of them appears to be white and one of them appears to be more black overall like that's just okay how but i don't know out. if that if that at all no it's not pertinent. really relevant except for the fact that um they actually do have the exact same racial genetic makeup okay so but one is darker than the other one has curly are... hair and is darker right and you would probably say is a black is black right person yeah um and then one is a white person mm-hmm. two very pleasant looking young ladies mm-hmm. in the picture so the teacher demands to know what this kid sees the story behind this picture um I'd rather hold on to that. Just tell me, tell me what, what this seems to be a picture of. It's just two people chilling. Right, just two people. That's nothing more to this picture? Nah, not really. Just two people chilling. I don't believe that you believe that. Um, I don't believe that you look at this as just two people. Um, I don't think truly it's just, just two people, though, is it not? Yeah, but I think you're being, I think you're being, um, I think you're being intentionally coy about what this is a picture of. <laughs> what would I be being coy about? It's two people standing back to back in a picture. Yeah, and that's all you see is two people. I, I'm, I'm confused on what you. Were- the teacher can't imagine <laughs> that he's not seeing color here. Because that's what you should be seeing. It should mm-hmm. be front and center. That's all that is there is color. Start noticing race more. Say color now. I'd like me to, to speak I don't, on that I don't sense. think you are. I don't know why you do this. Um, I'm not trying to call you out, but you could. You, no, not at all. <laughs> you, 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 know, you come out off of mute to talk about what this is a picture of, and you act as if, as if you know, there's nothing noticeable about this apart from the fact that there are two people. Well, I'm confused. Are you trying to get me to say that there are two different races in this picture? Yes, is that what I am you want me to, to say? Well, at the end of the day, wouldn't that just be feeding into the problem of looking at race instead of just acknowledging them as two normal people? No, it's not because you you can't not look at you can't you can't look at the people and not acknowledge that there are racial differences, right? But if we're going for, let's say if we're looking for equality within all this, then why would we need to point out things such as that? Because those things, those differences are real things. You can't, you can't. Melanin is, makes us who we are, remember? Mm-hmm. Says uh, whatever his name is and is whatever his name is to Elmo. Your races, those characteristics are who you are. Yeah. How obsessed and sick are these people? <laughs> See race and everything. Just see it and everything. This is going to get worse this year, definitely, than it was last year. And this mm-hmm. this disconnect is going to be crazy. I mean, right. just just looking around at social media where once nice people were, there is mm-hmm. there are these woke shakedowns happening between neighbors in small bucolic mm-hmm. towns now that are crazy. I demand you see what I see when you see these people. I demand you see uh, white supremacy when you see that. I demand you see it. See it. 
No. And if you don't see it, you're coming from a place of privilege. If you hear the word surge and you don't think of white supremacy, the problem is you. You need to do a gut check and stop and think about how saying surge is white supremacy because it obviously is because you're trying to say that they're insurgents and that they're invading your country. That's what you're trying to say. Let's forget the fact that Biden said that they should surge to the border, that Joaquin Castro has used the word surge about the people coming to the border. I mean, like, everybody uses the word surge. That's something people say. When, By the way, when people refer to a military surge, they're not referring to an insurgency either. Right. It's, I mean, the whole thing, it's insane on so many levels. But that's it, they just need to see race everywhere all the time. I don't know. The reason I brought up the twin thing with that thing is because the teacher is trying to set up like an aha where they're like, yeah, we all notice race. It's a white person and a black person. And then he goes, well, actually, they're twins. So that shows that race is just a social construct, you know. And so the teacher is trying to do like this gotcha moment to the student to like prove how we're all judging based on race. That's why he really needed him to notice it. Yeah, but why would the teacher do that? Why would the teacher want him to say it's a social construct? Doesn't the teacher want believe that race is the end all and be all? Um, well, yeah. So he would say probably that um, that those differences, even though the two people are exactly related, are going to completely affect how mm. people end up in society because one of them is black and one of them is white, even though they literally came from the same parents. That the social con the the racism and the white supremacy is going to affect one of them differently than the other, as evidenced by the fact that the class all noticed that one was black and one was white. Right. So that's uh, where we are. It is. Um, Alice, I'll give you four bucks if you can remember what the name of tonight's episode is. But one, I'm not going yet. I'm not going yet. But can you remember? One part bizarre, two parts stupid. Very well. So tonight, also, Joe Biden gave. By the time you're listening to the, there may have been a repeat uh, visit by uh, Matt Gates. By the way, unless his lawyer has managed to, you know, uh, handcuff him to the chair. <laughs> Joe Biden talked about the American Jobs Plan mm-hmm. today, which is the huge infrastructure plan. He wants three trillion dollars, I think. Two trillion. Two trillion yeah. for yeah. infrastructure, this and that, et cetera. Green car charging about, stations. Yep. And- he talked about the that if we do all this stuff that, that we could um we could really put a uh reduce unemployment, et cetera, et cetera. Just looking at the it, it, it's all sorts of green cars, all sorts of choo choo trains. All he loves <laughs> trains all over the place. At one point he said liners. I don't know if that means like um um, ocean, liners? ocean liners, like we're going to do lend lease or something with the with the Brits. I don't know. He but also was, talked about how we're going to support minority businesses that have right. previously been left. But behind. you know, you know what a good American jobs plan I recall was. It was about mm-hmm. a year and a month ago, mm-hmm. where um, where minorities were doing much better before their cities were burned down with the, too much applause from uh, people now telling us not to say uh, surge. <laughs> and I remember black unemployment being at a historic low, Hispanic unemployment at a historic low, and uh, unemployment itself being at a historic low, in the economy buzzing along until somebody suicided the economy. So how about you go back to that plan, no $3 trillion, how about you tell your buddies in the unions to allow people to go back to school so the parents can go back to work, and we just turn back the clock to how it used to be. But it's not going to be like that, Alice, and why mm-hmm. isn't that? 
because Biden can't do anything that Trump did because he ran as the anti-Trump. Right. And that's his entire branding is the anti-Trump. He's been sufficiently now taken over by uh, the lefty wacko part of his uh, of his party, who's making him the new um, you know uh, FDR in ways that probably he is thrilled about. But it, this is ridiculous. This has been a con job. This has been total BS. He has all the union guys up there. He mentions Biden. Even more than uh, freaking race, he mentions pipe fitters, and that's, <laughs> that is a dog whistle, to borrow from the left, to say, unions, you are going to be taken care of. Yeah, and he did his line again that he did the other day where he said that America was built by the middle class and the middle class was built by unions, and I'm a union guy, and da-da-da, so. <sighs> <sighs> no, you can't. I started that yacht first, and then you copied me. Well, I, I know you're going to the warehouse, Alice. Anything more to clear before we go to the warehouse, before we uh, say goodbye? Um, there's a little bit of music news. Um, our kids like the song Old Town Road. Yes. By our Lil friend Lil Nas X. Um, and uh, I, I kind of like his personality, but he seems to have lost his way a little since Old Town Road and isn't quite sure what he should be doing. So um, his latest song features him... Um, getting intimate with Satan. Yes, who's a fellow? Uh, who's a fellow? He is. He is um gay. Will Nas X. Yes. Um, or he is now. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure he has been for a while. But anyway, so um, I don't know if this is going to recover him the um the same popularity in terms of music as Old Town Road did, but uh, yeah, it's gotten was... him. It's yeah. gotten him some attention, certainly. So he seems to like the attention, and he is now selling sneakers. Uh, they are Nike sneakers that are decorated with satanic symbols and have a drop of human blood in them. There is a limited number of pairs, so you need to hurry and go buy yours right now if you want to uh, join him mm-hmm. in uh, celebrating whatever he's trying to celebrate. And... Um, uh, they're $1,000, so save your pennies. You know, and, and how many, we have four kids, so that's how many <laughs> each? So, um, four grand. But, yeah, so Nike's also suing him because Nike didn't actually make the shoes with the satanic symbols and the blood on them. They're being resold by Lil Nas X in collaboration with an artist who have redecorated the Nikes. Uh, so they're suing him because they're getting pushback from people saying, why are you making satanic shoes with human blood in them? Nike? Well, I mean, and, I'm and, happy to tell you, by the way, mm-hmm. in our merch store, we are now offer um, <laughs> blood Nikes to um, anybody who pays over five hours. No, you know what? They're off. A discount. It's 750 bucks. And um, that is it. I also go kill <laughs> yeah, one of the chickens and, and rub chicken blood on it. Um, this is, I mean, you agree with me that this is just a cry for attention, right? Um... I mean, I don't think he's a Satanist any more than he's anything else, do you? No, I don't think he's an ist at all. I think that, no, I don't think, I think it's kind of unfortunate because Old Town Road was, you had a gay black rapper with a country music hit. Mm Mm-hmm. Who it was kind of fun and in and in good like spirit campy the song and, yeah. and kids loved it. Our kids loved the song. Yeah. And now you're trying to drag them into this in the whole new uh, area here that was really kind of unnecessary. But 
That's what we do now. Yeah. You know, instead I mean, of having something to say at all, we have, uh, you know, at, at the Grammys, we have two women grind because, you know, you're out of ideas now. You're going to reinvent fornication as if, like, it, you know, people have been doing that pretty much since the beginning of people. I'm pretty sure that's been something. And so, so the fact that every generation thinks it has to reinvent, we're going to be crude and, uh, and promiscuous and shock you, dudes. Yeah, I get it. You know, everybody yeah. had this. Just shut I up. mean, and and also, uh, not to be outdone, Demi Lovato went on Rogan and came out as pansexual. So. Good. Okay. All right. Good <laughs> luck with that. That doesn't uh, probably mean anything. The music but industry is going well, apparently. Everybody's handling our new woke future very calmly and taking it in stride. Uh. I can see that. Um, so if you want to let us know what boutique sexual identity you would like to come out as, you can do so on Twitter. We are at Burn Barrel Pod. If you feel more comfortable emailing us for privacy, we are burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. We're also at facebook.com slash burn. You're not pansexual. Nobody's pansexual. <laughs> You're just trying to be interesting. Just say, I'm, I'm just trying to be interesting sexual. Do you well, want to hear? She actually said that after. Do you want to hear the thing where I'm trying to be interesting or not? No? Okay. So Rogan actually had to press her to get the word pansexual because she just kind of went back and forth with like, oh, like, I'm definitely like part of the like movement and all this stuff. And, you know, I never realized when I was a kid because my background was so conservative. And then I realized that I was attracted to all people. (sighs) And I'm just so fluid right now. That's what she said. And uh, what else? Be less fluid. She said she was a proud member member of the alphabet mafia. So (sighs) so she just needs to be a proud of something. God, we are a freaking (laughs) boring, monotonous freaking country right now. Can you imagine? Will somebody be interesting? Jesus, you know what? That's why we need the comedians. At least the comedians are good. They still offend, they create, and they hurt feelings. And we need that. I need all comedians to ratchet it up this year and be as uh, vindictive, or uh, what's it, rhetoric? Vin- rhetoric? Vin- Vin- what? Verenic? His Verenic? His Verenic? <laughs> his. <laughs> what's know. the word for that? Not your rhetoric, but your very. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I need surgery. If you know what Tom is thinking of, let us know, because I cannot figure it out for the life of me. What didn't I get to? Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can also join us on YouTube. We have the video versions of the podcast there. There's, um, you can leave comments, you can like, you can subscribe, either there or on all the pod- different places where podcasts are. And um, you can let us know what you think. Two more hogs got the fever. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.